0: Hello, I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008 I gave up my 20 year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much product was being sourced overseas and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that were still making in Britain. Since founding Make It British I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in the UK but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be telling the stories behind some of the best British made brands and manufacturers and offering advice to those that want to make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Make It British podcast. At the time of recording this, we are just over two weeks away from Christmas Day, Christmas Day 2018. And this Friday, the 14th of December, is Christmas Jumper Day. So I thought with it being Christmas Jumper Day coming up, I would have a Christmas jumper manufacturer on my podcast. Did you know that £220 million worth of Christmas jumpers are sold every year? Do you have a Christmas jumper in your wardrobe and where was it made? Now, I've got three in my wardrobe and they were all made in the UK. I've got a lovely vintage 1980s one, which is a thick wool, hand knitted. It's got reindeers on it. It's fabulous. I've also got a much more classy company called Fan Club. And it's kind of a Christmas jumper because it looks like a reindeer on the front, but it's probably more of a bunny rabbit knitted um, in the UK with lovely wool from Hinchliffe yarns. And then I have got my Made in Leicester blue and white Fair Isle one with a roll neck, which many of you have probably seen if you've ever seen me talking about Christmas jumpers on any of my Facebook lives. So today I've actually got an interview for you with Bavic Master, who's one of the directors at knitwear manufacturers Jack Masters in Leicester. It's a family business and they make a lot of Christmas jumpers. So I thought he would be the perfect person to speak to, to find out more about how Christmas jumpers have been made, how they promoted their Christmas jumpers. And also he's going to tell you the story about how they had a Christmas jumper one year that went viral. I hope you enjoy the interview. Hello, Bavik. Um, Welcome to the Make It British podcast. Do you want to start just by telling everyone who you are and what your business does?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, we're a family-run uh, business. So it's a business that our parents started in 1987 uh, in Leicester. And we've always been a knitwear manufacturer. So probably in the first 10 years of the business, we were mainly supplying like lower to middle end of the high street. We kind of fashion products and then slowly the company migrated into acquiring like some big mail catalog kind of companies and then across the years we've kind of like slowly through a combination of like acquisition and just investing in new machinery and technology we've kind of moved into more premium luxury knitwear Mm -hmm. um and then which and then slowly since 2012 christmas jumpers came in as a big trend so then we've kind of jumped onto that so in terms of what we're doing now i'd say out of the uk 30 percent of the turnover is around christmas jumpers is it really and then, wow yeah. what 30 yeah.
0: percent of the total year's turnovers is christmas jumpers
1: yeah yeah
0: that's crazy yeah wow and, and so you're obviously very busy at this time of year there. knitting i mean i've been to your um, factory you're right in the middle of leicester aren't you near enough and it's quite a big pr- place as far as UK knitwear manufacturers goes. So at this time of year, then, if I was in your factory, it would be full of Christmas jumpers all coming off the machines. Yeah, have you finished pretty it right much. Now? Yeah, I mean, you s- slowly throughout the year, you know, <clears throat>
1: January, February, March, April, May, you just kind of see your kind of neutral fashion colours all around the factory. And then, then it starts to migrate into this kind of sea of
0: red, green, <laughs> yellow... You start knitting Christmas jumpers in the summer then? Is that is that when you start? Oh, no, no. Before that, before that. I mean, we all,
1: we basically design... So we we have two services. We do fully bespoke. Um, and on the back of the fully bespoke, most of the clients are like big corporates. Yeah. Um, or charities and things like that. And then we have our own brand as well. So that's British Christmas jumpers. So the work on British Christmas jumpers starts at, in around January, February, March, we start to design the new collection. And then in March, April, May, we go out to our big wholesale customers and then they will start to place their big orders for the winter. And then June, July, August, September, we're producing the jumpers for our big wholesale customers and then just a little bit of stock for our our online website. Most of the deliveries for the big wholesale customers go in October. And then after that, we kind of get a treacle of um, kind of small to mid-size retailers buying into our stock garments. So from the British Christmas side, yeah, we do start start really early. um, And that's all kind of tied up and wrapped up by November. And then it's just kind of pick-pack fulfillment for online orders after that. Then there's a second side of it, which is doing bespoke Christmas jumpers for kind of big corporates and big brands.
0: Oh, I see. So so someone could get in touch with you and design their own brand or their own design of Christmas jumper just for their company to wear internally for instance
1: yeah or huge kind of social media programs so we've worked with massive uh, companies so probably the biggest ones we've acquired this year is London Transport Museum so in terms of brand with the sheer number of contact points each day I mean they're huge so we designed a whole Made in Great Britain collection of beanies, hats, scarves, kids jumpers uh, for them uh, I mean we've worked with like Metallica and the license uh oh, we've worked with like companies like smeg warburton's heineken um there's just so many and then there's, a, there's a, then actually now there's a tertiary market which is the bloggers because the bloggers can kind of like come in and design their own christmas jumper and then push that to their audience so we're doing a lot of that as well um and then tied into that we've kind of moved as well into pick pack fulfillment for those brands as well so it's a bit of a one-stop shop that we offer. Uh, which is the manufacturing storage pick-pack fulfillment to the end customer as well.
0: So if someone had their own design of jumper, what would be the minimum that you could make for them of a Christmas jumper design? Just thinking ahead for next year for people that might want to design their own jumper.
1: Uh, about 200 pieces <coughs> across three sizes if they come before September. After September, we're quite busy, so we ask for at least 300. Uh, so that's about right.
0: Yeah. Okay. And do you think the Christmas jumper trend shows any sign of um, calming down? Because I think when they first came out, I thought, oh, this is just going to be a one season, a one year thing. And they're just, you know, and next year will be something else. And you see some stores have started doing Christmas sweatshirts with Christmas embroidery on. But the Christmas jumper thing, there's now a national Christmas jumper day, isn't there? On the 14th of December, Friday, the 14th of December. Do you
1: think that it will continue? I don't think it's going to slow down. And the trend is firmly moving through Europe now. So we've acquired kind of wholesale customers in Germany, France, Sweden, Denmark, Norway. And year on year, their buys are increasing in size. So I don't think it's slowing down at all. Um, and now a lot of corporates and a lot of brands are realizing the power of Christmas jumpers on social media on interacting with their customers, giveaways, competitions, and things like that. So a lot of the big corporate jumpers that we do, um, brands do tie into their Christmas campaigns. So, you know, spend X amount in store and you'll get a free Christmas jumper or win a Christmas jumper. Um, and for staff, it's a good kind of feel, good fact as well, good company photo at the end of the year, all branded up um, and stuff. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think it's not slowing down at all.
0: What's the craziest design that you've had? someone request that's come off your machines? Um, How <laughs> can you not say?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you get, well, like probably everything in society, we probably, we probably had a good mixture of requests across the board. Um, anything from rude Christmas jumpers to, um, to be fair, most of them are actually like, uh, most of them are fine because most of them, the thing is, we are expensive. We're manufacturing in the UK. Our prices are UK prices. So, for a lot of customers you know they are put off by the price but then if brands are looking for a quality product with a good story and made it in great britain then that's where we kind of slot into the market um so we tend to work with kind of bigger brands with bigger budgets so most of it's okay it's good fun good designs
0: and you did a jumper that went viral didn't you a while back do you want to tell me about that
1: so we contacted this agency in london we they so this is amazing so we got together the 1st of november they came up with the concept of the multicultural christmas jumper so we got the top 8 religions in the world and then put all the symbols onto one jumper and then on the 14th of yeah then on 14th of november it was finally finished on the 15th they ceded the picture to the guardian and the daily mail <clears throat> so the guardian went political correctness gone mad the daily no sorry, the Guard, the daily the daily Mail went political correctness gone mad The Guardian went the ultimate Christmas jumper with the with the message of peace and joy about it and then it just went crazy over the whole internet we got into have I got news for you we sold a jumper to Iraq we like it went on TV in the Netherlands it went on like newspapers in Russia it just went global. Um, the whole multicultural Christmas jumpers. That was in 2014. And that then we, this was like how reactive manufacturing can really work because, you know, the jumpers finished on November 14th. We put it on pre sale from December 1st. but all the machines were running. The jumpers were selling online and then literally picked back performance straight from Leicester all over the world. And we sold like 1,500 jumpers in like two weeks. Brilliant. Which, yeah, yeah, which for small business and an unknown brand, and, and it was 40 quid and on pre sale, was phenomenal, really. And it just shows how reactive you can be. For me, it was just a great combination of kind of British creativity and then British manufacturing just coming together and making a product and then just marketing and selling it and and getting it distributed. And it was was, was, was quite a cool time. Like, it was, um, I mean, we got tons of press of it. I mean, you can see right now, if you just Google multicultural jump and
0: and when it comes to your own designs, how do you make sure that you keep them, kind of keep the ideas fresh? Like I saw on your website, you've now got family Christmas jumpers, haven't you? So you, the whole family can dress in a matching jumper. How did you come up with that yeah. idea? And and what other things have you done like that to try and keep people interested in your own brand of Christmas jumpers?
1: We, family one, I'm not sure where that came from. I think, um... It usually, it's a combination of everybody. It's just like discussions that go in the office or seeing what people request. Because we, we, you know, we have family friends who come to us every Christmas and they buy a full set of Christmas jumpers for their photo, Christmas photo. And I think it's probably probably spun off that just seeing kind of demand what's there locally. Um, I mean, our collection we try to keep it quite neutral. We 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 try to keep it kind of nice and clean. We're not too directional in what what we do uh, because our customer base. kind of finding us organically you know we're not a high street retailer with a specific audience that they're selling to every single week or specific age group so we try to keep ours kind of quite neutral and fun but actually what we tend to find then is that those styles repeat year on year on year like some of our best styles have been there since 2012 i mean our designer i mean she's amazing she's been in the industry for like 40 years and she almost can see the move ons. So, you know, she's designed everything that's on the website since 2012. And um, yeah, I mean, we just trust her, you know, she puts together some designs, we'll sometimes pull together some concepts based on what, so when we started to get more Nordic customers, you know, we started to just bring in a few more kind of Nordic type patterns, your kind of classic reindeers, uh, kind of all, all over Fair Isles. We kind of saw that commercially, you know, people do want a design all over the jumper so they don't just want a kind of motor on the front they want the arms to have a full kind of jacket on them so we kind of a lot of it is a ongoing discussion with our customers as well and seeing what works and also seeing um who's buying what we get a lot of data back from a couple of our wholesalers so it's a combination of everything really
0: one of the things i think obviously is really interesting and with Christmas jumpers is people want them very close to when they're actually going to wear them, don't they? And the fact that you can make them in the UK obviously makes you much more reactive to what, you know, your customers need than if you were, you decided to make them, you know, overseas somewhere. Um, Is that something that you think that benefits your customers a lot? Do you hear them saying that they're glad that they're made in the UK and, and you know, how close, to the season, do some of them actually come in and sort of rebuy. So if a style's done particularly well with one of the big supermarkets that you're making for, how quickly will you turn it around if they want to reorder some in time for Christmas Jumper Day?
1: Oh, we don't work with any supermarkets. We're too expensive. So um, for the Christmas so
0: jumpers. We uh, <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, they're selling them for ridiculous prices, really. So uh they're all no, we can't we can never hit their margins. Um but the one the brands that we do work with. Yeah, they could repeat in season with about six to eight weeks' notice. But to be fair, we're, we're pretty busy now. Um, I mean, we've, I even got an inquiry today asking for some before Christmas and they've got an event on the 22nd of December. So inquiries come all the way through to the end, really.
0: And that's two uh, weeks away. So but, what did you tell them with it the two weeks to go? Were you able to do that?
1: Yeah, we could as long as there weren't design changes after we've made the CAD. Yeah. So yeah. That, that was the kind of uh, the point that I had to make. Um, but otherwise, yeah, we could deliver by the end of next week because we, we start to slow down now. You know, December, the, the main season for us is November. And then uh, December starts to slow down a little bit. So, yeah, we can make small ones quite quickly.
0: For those people that don't know they're listening to this, you just mentioned the CAD. So do you want to just talk through the process of how you get the design onto the knitwear? Because it is quite a complicated process, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so we there's limitations to what the machines can, can knit. So no more than kind of five colours, ideally, overall, and no more than three colours in a row. So then we request uh, their design team, if they're going to be supplying the artwork, To work within those limitations, and they'll just CAD, they'll draw something up in um, Illustrator, or or just send in a simple sketch if they want to, and then our designer will then convert that on her knitwear design machine, which is like specifically made by the manufacturers of our machine, Um, and then she'll create the jumper on there. She has the ability to kind of simulate it and mesh it onto the model, so you get quite a good realistic picture of what it's going to look like. And if you zoom in on the flat flat images that our designer can export, you can look at the design stitch by stitch. So you get a pretty good representation of what it's going to look like. Um, I mean, the machine can scan in the exact color from the yarn shade chart, so it's a really advanced machine. And then yeah. after that is all approved, then the, the file comes over to our technician. He'll upload it into his computer and then essentially tell, well, instruct the the machine, which color to carry across which row and, and how to do the jacquard. And then, then, yeah, then the cones go on the machine and we knit down the front panel. Once the front panel's approved, then we move on to doing the sleeves and the body. Cause probably one of the tricky things with the Christmas jump is just making sure that the patterns align across the sleeves and the chest. Yeah,
0: of so course, you just want to make yeah. sure
1: that that's all aligned and, and, and looking right. And then sometimes, you know, we have to tweak, especially with the corporates um, with their logos that's always tricky. So just there's a couple of like uh, amendments usually there just to get that right. Because sometimes like when you knit the jumper down, it can distort a little bit.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, yeah.
1: So you just need to change the settings on machines to get that all right. And then, yeah, once you've got the final sample approved, then straight into production, it's normally like eight to ten weeks.
0: And how long does it take for each jumper to come off the machine? Because some of them are hand linked, aren't they, at your place?
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, on the Christmas jumpers, we're not well. Now we've got a few more linkers, so um, we are linking some, some of them because we've got the capacity and and, and the seamstresses are pretty fast. But um, in terms of making the, I mean, the machine will produce anywhere between forty, uh, sorry, twenty-four to forty, maybe twenty-four to forty jumpers a day, depending on how complicated it is. We run the knitting through the night, and then during the day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, then, yeah, then it's all kind of pushed through and, and made up and and got ready. So,
0: yeah. Brilliant. So The big question is then, um, will your whole team um, on Christmas jumper day all be wearing your Christmas jumpers in the factory? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> do.
1: Everyone so. pulls together. Yeah, yeah, they do, I yeah. will be yeah, wearing
0: yeah. my one from your factory definitely on Christmas ah, jumper good. day, Excellent. without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant! So, no. I, so we, the the, um, the Bavic Masters family Christmas um, dinner. You're not all sitting around in your your own Christmas jumpers.
1: No, we are. We are. That, we are that. Sir. <laughs> good.
0: Yeah. Good. Good. That's what I love to hear. Brilliant, Bavik, Thank you very much. That's that's great. It's really good to have some insights on how Christmas jumpers are made. Thank you for your time today. No problem.
1: Cheers, bye.
0: Cheers. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Bavic, Master of British Christmas Jumpers. Now, don't forget, Friday the 14th of December is National Christmas Jumper Day. So make sure that you're wearing yours. You can pick up one of Bavic's ones, which are knitted in Leicester, at BritishChristmasJumpers.com and all details... For this episode of the podcast will be available at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash 008. If you're interested in discovering UK manufacturers from the fashion, textiles and homeware sectors, you should definitely come to our trade show, Make It British Live. The next event is taking place on the 29th and 30th of May 2019 at the Business Design Centre in London. With over 200 exhibitors, inspiring talks just like the ones you've been listening to on this podcast and interactive workshops, it's the perfect place to network with others that want to see UK manufacturing thrive again. Registration is now open. Just go to makeitbritishlive.com forward slash register to register for a free ticket. If you're a British made manufacturer or brand and want to find out how your business can benefit from being involved in the show, just visit makeitbritishlive.com forward slash exhibit, fill out a short questionnaire, and one of my team will get straight back to you. To reach out to me personally, the best place to do this is via LinkedIn. Just look up Kate Hills and you'll find me. You'll also find me on Twitter at Make It British and Instagram at Make It British too. For all show notes for these podcasts, just go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash podcast and you'll find all the details. And make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing in iTunes, Stitcher or whichever is your preferred podcast app. And I really would love it if you left me a little review on iTunes. The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the OK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye.